Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoyling. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way, bang, for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. Well, we have officially reached the end of the 2022-2023 UMAC basketball season as the Bethany Lutheran Vikings and Northwestern Eagles have uh, been ousted from the NCAA tournament. So no more UMAC teams are competing. There's been some NCCA stuff going on. I know, Ryan, we didn't touch on that really last year much, so I, I don't think our plan is to really get into that here on this pod either. But basically it's all said and done at this point it was a great year we wanted to come on one last time it's the unlike any other of the umac podcast and just kind of say our final thoughts on the season talk about the two ncaa tournament games and maybe just anything else that comes up so that's what this episode's gonna be ryan how you doing tonight and obviously uh you know we were hoping a umac team would get a win and uh, even though it didn't go the way they wanted to uh it doesn't take away from the great seasons either of those teams did have yeah, we made it. We're across the finish line. That's nice, Wyatt, but uh, cue the song, sad eyes, turn the other way. I don't want to see you cry. We knew there'd be a day when we would have to say goodbye, and we knew it would come, whoa, but whoa, it doesn't make whoa. it any easier. Okay, so I, I feel like I should know that, but I don't know what song that is. What uh... I think it's literally titled Sad Eyes. So, is it okay? So one I'll of the radio to... programs you and I listen to <laughs> plays it at the end of each season for the uh, local Minnesota professional teams. And See, so, when... Yeah. I've never heard that because anytime one of our sports team season does come to an end, I shut out, you know, the outside noise for a little while, let's just yeah. say. So you don't want to hear sense. the postmortem. I think it's kind of therapeutic. I mean, it can be. It, it certainly <laughs> can be. Hey, everybody grieves in their own way, Ryan. You just oh, got to yeah. respect that mm-hmm. and, and let it move on. But anyways, no, I hope you're doing well. And yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. They they fought hard and, it, you know, they, they couldn't get it done this time around. But again, great seasons for both Bethany and Northwestern. We're going to touch on that. We may touch on just overall thoughts on the season. But again, this isn't going to be very long. We just wanted to kind of say our final goodbyes and thank yous before we move on to baseball season. So Ryan, is there a certain spot you do want to start at tonight with this episode? What are kind of your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I would just say let's pick one of the two matchups and we could start with Bethany if you want because that one happened earlier on in the day where they played at 4.30 Central Time where you and I are at and then Northwestern didn't start until actually 8.30. It was pushed back and we can get more Mm -hmm. to that in a little bit. But Wyatt, was I foolish? Should I have egg on my face right now when when I was the one saying they should win the game, they are going to win the game? I mean, should I be apologizing? (laughs) How does this go? 
Well, no, I'm not going to make Nobody <laughs> should have to apologize. And when the Division One tournament comes out in, you know, a, a week or so here and the games start getting played, you don't have to apologize for picking teams in your bracket if they lose. It's March Madness for a re- uh, reason, Ryan. You don't know what's going to happen. So it, it it is what it is. I was right there with you. I picked Bethany to win. However, before the game tipped off, and Bauman can, you know, attest to this as well as you can, I did have that gut feeling. I was thinking, you know, the more I'm thinking about this, I think Hope's going to win. And uh, they didn't really do it the way I thought they would, but they still won the game. And this one just not really close from the start. I watched, you know, like the last 10 minutes of the first half. I ended up having to work Friday night, so I didn't get really a chance to watch uh, much of the second half or the Northwestern game. But in the 10 minutes I did watch, uh, not not ideal. And you kind of mentioned it right away from the beginning of the game. Just Bethany came out flat, almost like they just they weren't ready for the moment. Is that kind of the way you saw it? Yeah, it's tough. It's a harsh reality, and they have so much talent on the team that we've talked about all year long, and some of them are transfers, and some are guys who've been with the program for a number of years, like Hunter Nielsen, and then you got guys like Ackley and Sagdahl and Patterson coming in over the last year or two, and it all comes together, Wyatt, but we name all those names. None of them have been in a spot like this. You can have a fantastic season like they did. Go 23-4. and four. Have an all-time program wins record. And all that stuff is great, and I'm not trying to say that this is now like a you know bitter taste in their mouths and it's it's kind of a disappointed season. I'm not say, saying anything close yes. to that. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is why you cannot simulate the NCAA tournament and what happens Correct. when that actually starts in March. And you earn your way to play in that spot, but there is a newfound kind of pressure and a new level of competition that takes place in that spot. And it just looked like the moment was kind of big for them pretty early, I guess, if we want to put it that way. And it took them a while just to get their footing early on. And Wyatt, you and I said it at least three, if not four times, when we talked earlier in the week previewing both this matchup and the matchup for Northwestern on the women's side that we're going to get to in a little bit, there is no easing into it, especially when you're a UMAC team and in so many cases you're the quote-unquote underdog. And at the very Mm -hmm. least, like with a team like Bethany – I thought they could win. I believed, you know, they should win, and they were going to win. You know, I, I said that earlier, and I guess I got egg on my face for that, and I'll take it because I'm going to back the UMAC. And I, I believe Bethany didn't play close to their best game, and that that's unfortunate. So, you know, oh, not yeah. trying to make mm-hmm. excuses for them, but I'm saying all this to say, Wyatt, you don't know till you get into that spot how your players are going to react in a way. You know, Coach Garvin and his assistants can do all they can to prepare their guys for that moment. But the bigger thing I think why it is, okay, when things aren't working early and you're down six or eight points early the first couple minutes in, all right, let, let's get this thing right back in the right direction. Let's get our bearings a little bit. Let's not get frenetic. Let's not just keep giving the ball away. Let's find a way to get some stops, get some good looks because, I mean, Wyatt, first eight, ten minutes, Bethany had to work tooth and nail just to get an open shot. I mean, they had next to no breathing room to do anything whatsoever and then there's turnovers where they can't handle the ball well enough and hopes getting out in transition they're scoring in the half court they're scoring from downtown yes they had size and it was a factor in this ball game don't get me wrong but that was not the most glaring thing to me and I don't know you know if you'd have anything to add to this in the stretch that you were able to watch I didn't watch that game saying well hope was just too big and Quillen their guy down low just had too much size and that was the difference for you know, Bethany not being able to handle it. I mean, you know, Quillen, the guy we talked about, he had 10-7. and seven. He didn't have a bad game, but it was their guards controlling this game. And Evan Thomas, a, a point forward type of a guy who had a really good game as well with 13-8. and eight. 
and they were balanced, and I give Hope a lot of credit for the way they shot the basketball in stretches when they really needed to put Bethany down and end the game, especially down the stretch, they're able to do so. But all that is to be said, Wyatt, I don't think this game was won by Hope because they were overwhelming size-wise. I just think they were the aggressor from the start. They were more ready for the moment. They jumped on Bethany, and it's really hard to come back from something like that happening early in a ballgame. I agree. We found out very early in this game, Ryan, that Bethany was not going to be a team that was going to be able to come back from a slow start. And like you said, you don't know that until you get into that moment. But Hope had this game in control basically from the first 10 minutes on, and there was really never a doubt they were going to win the game. And something I did notice, and you're right, the size didn't play the biggest role in this game, but in the time I was watching, I did notice at times they were going under screens, and I think you made a point of this as well. Uh, Were were they doing that the entire game? Because, again, I only watched like the first... Or uh, the last 10 minutes of the first half. Yep. Almost everything I remember, and I got to give a nod to someone else who was watching the game at the same time, and he was telling me, he's like, how many more times is Bethany going to go under a ball screen and Hope's just going to kill him for it? I mean, they especially did it late, like I was saying, when they actually daggered the game and didn't allow Bethany to really get within shouting distance. When they had a chance for a stretch where they were down 11 and they couldn't cut it to 9 or 7 when the door was open a little bit and they, they couldn't walk through it. So the reason I bring that up is because you're right, the size didn't factor into this game from the standpoint of they were getting all their points in the paint, things like that. But that tells me Bethany was worried about it because when you're going under screens, that allows your defense to be set up better against a pick and roll or action going towards the rim. You know what I mean? Whereas if you're going over and hedging and then trying to recover – uh, and, and, you know, rotating around, they may get some more looks inside off of the pick and roll. This was more of just a way to say, we're going to give you the outside shot, and if you can knock it down, so be it. And you know what? They were knocking their outside shots down. And, and so give credit to Hope. It was not Bethany's best game this year, and I'm sure Coach Garvin would echo that as well. And, again, I don't want to spend much time on it. I don't want to harp on it because they had a great season, and, and yep. it's tough when it comes to an end like this. It was not their best game, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact Hope played a tremendous game. They had a great game plan, and uh, there was just really nothing Bethany would have been able to do that day uh, to to win. They just they they weren't quite ready in that moment for that game, and I think it'd be different if they got a second crack at it. Now that they've experienced it, like you said, and have had the opportunity to play in a moment like that, I think it could be different the next time around. Absolutely. I totally agree. And this is a team that definitely could be back, Wyatt, when we look ahead to next season, what they're going to have coming back. I mean, almost all of the big guns are back. And, you know, I just look at who was honored on a senior day and Alex Sharma. I mean, he's going to be a guy that's going to be missed and the Hanson brothers as well for what they meant to the program. But the big names that we look at as far as scoring, I mean, next to all of them are going to be back as far as I'm concerned. And I guess, you know, with everything going on in college basketball these days in the offseason, really, you know, never know excuse me what it's going to look like the next season unless you're from inside the program but they're going to have a ton coming back okay do we know exactly Mm -hmm. officially how it's going to look like no not exactly but you know next time they'll they'll say okay we can ill afford to ease into this thing and I'm not saying Vikings fans listening to this they said well let's just ease in let's not be too aggressive let's get our flow let's kind of hold some stuff for the first six eight minutes of the game and then really, really dive into our game plan eight, ten minutes in. No, 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 that's that's not what they were saying at all. But, why you and I said it throughout the week leading up to it. There's no easing in in this moment, and if you are easing in, even if you didn't try to or attempt to and you do fall into a big hole, 
it's maybe not impossible, but it's next to impossible to come back when you spot a really good team on the other side, a lead like they did. Yeah, I, I hear you. And, you know, a, a broadcaster used it in a Division One game I was watching here recently. Same thing that we've been saying, right? I think he took it from us. He may have been <laughs> listening to our pod. He said, you cannot afford to get off to slow starts in these kind of games. And, you know, sure enough, the team that did that in the particular game I was watching got steamrolled by like 20, 30 points. So in those kind of games, you just you can't afford to have it. Once a team starts feeling it, they get rolling. It's really tough to overcome that this time of the year. So again, great season. Wasn't the result they were looking for, but uh, hats off to Bethany in the way they played this year. They were a fun team to watch. Absolutely. It's still a great, great season for them and a year they'll never forget and something to, to build on going into the future. I'm sure they will be saying soon, maybe not right now when it's still kind of a fresh wound, excuse me, but yeah, a great year and they're not going anywhere, Wyatt. I mean, we're not going to make our uh, predictions for next season right now, but you could make a case, I think, that uh, Bethany's going to win it again and they're going to be back in the NCAA tournament next season. And we'll get to more of that. That's just a little bit of a tease this coming fall. So uh, we're going to enjoy waiting on it but uh, i can't come soon enough when we get back around to it do you have anything else to say about umac men's basketball for the whole year Wyatt? any last final grand statement before we move to the women's side yeah no i would just say it, it was a great year it was fun to watch the teams compete really open year and bethany deserved to go to the ncaa tournament they were the best and most complete team throughout the regular season uh, kyle came in winning player of the year that was who i picked in the preseason he was very deserving of that so congratulations to him again uh, everybody who made the postseason awards teams and yeah i mean nothing major to add it was fun full of surprises at times and it, it was good I, I mean again not not a ton to really go over so i'm ready to move on to the women's side if you are and unfortunately ryan uh kind of a similar result for the eagles in their tournament game as well yeah once more you can't ease into it not that that mm -hmm. was northwestern's intent but uh it's almost surprising why they were able to do what they did and keep it respectable when you spot the opposition a 17 to nothing lead and you do not score until eight minutes and two seconds into the game I mean, if I told you that Northwestern's not going to score till eight minutes into the game and be down 17 to nothing, you'd say they probably lose by more than 15. And I, again, I mean, we're not here for moral victories all the time, but we do kind of go a little bit deeper in an NCAA tournament matchup when you're facing a really good team, you're facing a top 10 team in the country, that being the Chicago Maroons. Okay, Wyatt, I was questioning mm -hmm. last week, are they the Maroon, the Maroons, the Phoenix? I, it wasn't clear on the website. They're the Maroons. Okay, They, weren't the, they weren't the there. Sage Hens, though. They were better than <laughs> no. the Sage Hens, so we'll give them that. Come on, you keep ripping on Pomona Pitzer. I mean, can we well, just forget about that? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry. It's, it's funny. Gonna... I, I think it's kind of iconic. Pomona Pitzer, Sage Hens. I mean, that's... Wow, what a mouthful. Is. Yeah. It kind of is. But anyways, for, for your point, as you continue to go here... Yeah, I mean, it's just similar to Bethany, is all I was saying, with how much of a deficit you get out to. And it's tough when you go on the road for Northwestern's case. It's not a 2-3 matchup like Bethany had. You're playing a region host. Again, like I said, they're a top-10 team. We talked about it earlier in the week. They beat the number one team in the country. You knew they were good. But at the same time, Northwestern, kind of similar to Bethany, I mean, I – there had to be three, if not four of them wide in the first quarter where Northwestern just walked with it. And oftentimes it was trying to do the, you know, rip through, jab, step, move forward type of a thing all in one motion, and you don't put the ball on the floor in time and you drag 
both of your feet, and that mm-hmm. happened at least three or four times, like I said, in the opening quarter. And so just being sped up when you don't have to be sped up, but the moment speeds you up, if that makes any sense, and yep. nothing's really going more than two, three feet inside of the three-point line, and then someone just has to launch a jump shot at the end of the shot clock. And it's just not good offense and something that you're going to be able to do anything with. Once they got into the flow of the game a little bit, I mean, they're down 24-5 to five at the end of the first quarter. Obviously, that's very unfortunate and going to be tough to come <laughs> back from. But they win the second quarter, they tie the third quarter, and they win the fourth quarter. And so, again, I, I understand, folks, like they still lost by 15. And if you're, you know, a Chicago Maroons fan, not that we have any University of Chicago fans listening to this, how crazy would that be, Wyatt? Do you think there's any chance? That would be. May, that would be, that'd be nuts. This podcast I don't think is available is, to no. anyone. So maybe they stumble upon it. Who knows? Uh, maybe they did before, I guess, somehow, and uh, they wanted to come back and yeah. see what we had to say after yeah. the fact. Who knows? If you are, let us know. UAOTheUMAC at gmail.com. Hit great, us up. Great plug. Or uh, on Twitter, at UAOTheUMAC. Yeah, I, this is this is open to any and everyone, even if you don't necessarily follow the UMAC all season long. Sorry for that sidetrack. Back getting on track here. So Northwestern, I mean, acquitted themselves well in that they fought back into it. And, you know, it was a tough performance last season for North Central against Eau Claire that things didn't go right early and really never got in the right direction again. So Northwestern, I mean, give them credit for steering things back in the right direction. Wyatt, they got a couple buckets in the first just over minute of the fourth quarter. Like this, this was a game with nine minutes to go. I got to clarify here, but I think Northwestern was down 12 with nine minutes to go. I'm trying to clarify here. Yeah, they're down 48-36 with nine minutes to go, and Chicago had to call a timeout and like, all right, we got to regroup. Like Northwestern's still in this game, and give them credit from there. They went on a run and pretty quickly extended the thing out where Northwestern wasn't going to be able to come back, and the Eagles can't find a way to make it close down the stretch, unfortunately. But, you know... If I told you, Wyatt, earlier in the week, Northwestern's going to lose by 15, I mean, you probably wouldn't be surprised. Not not super surprised. Is there supposed to be a but in here now, though? No, there's no but. Sorry. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were going to say but. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say something like, what if I told you they lost this way? You know, like they got down 24 to 5 what and if still I only lost you? by 15. But... It wasn't a typical night in downtown Chicago. It wasn't. On a Friday. It wasn't. I don't know what that looks like, to be honest, though. So hey, can't comment on you know, that. But the only answer I haven't gotten yet, and I should have looked into this before we started the recording. Did Northwestern at least get a stop for some deep dish okay, before heading I, back home? That is not the top priority. I mean, you're right. After, after the, the fact, game, it is Wyatt. After, after the, the fact, game, yes, that is the top priority. Once you lose and the season's over, that's it. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong after the fact, but uh, clarify that because obviously beforehand they got to be all locked in. So here's the deal. My only thoughts on this game, same thing I said about Bethany. It doesn't change the kind of season they had. It was a great year. They accomplished a lot. There's a lot to look forward to moving into next year. You just can't get off to these kinds of starts in in these games. And again, I didn't watch it, but I'm going to assume they were just outmatched from the get-go. And to be honest, not that you know, the, the opponent that they were playing, which, again, what are they, the Maroons, you, you said? Yep, or the, the University of Chicago Maroons. See, I don't want to even call them the University of Chicago. It just sounds wrong <laughs> for some reason. Like, there's a University of Chicago, and it's a D3 school nonetheless. But um, the University of Chicago probably felt pretty secure the rest of the way. You know what I mean? After that first quarter, like, they didn't have to sweat anything. They didn't even play that well 
from the standpoint of how they shot, and they were still able to win this game by 15. So we said Northwestern was going to have to play one of their better games, if not their best game, to win this, and uh, they they did not. So even with Chicago, uh, the University of Chicago, see, I'm screwing that up. You can uh, even, Chicago, that's fine. Sure. <laughs> e- even with them not playing their best, Northwestern was never really in striking distance. And so the message to UMAC teams and anybody out there, I guess, is don't start slow in these kinds of games. Yeah, because, I mean, once they get into the flow of it, I mean, you know, looking at the glass half full for UMAC fans listening to this, I don't think our teams, Wyatt, are, like, that far and away behind. And don't get me wrong, like, obviously, the first eight, ten minutes of a game matter. I'm not saying they don't matter. But I don't feel like it's, like, the biggest mismatch ever. Now, you know it's an uphill climb coming into a contest, obviously. Like, I'm not trying to take that away, but... It's not impossible, and there's a reason why we've seen it before of upsets being had, specifically, you know, speaking to the men's side in the last chunk of years. But in all those cases, you don't spot the opposition that big of a lead early on. I mean, when we look back to the times where, you know, top of mind, Northwestern and Bethany in the past have been able to win in this spot, you don't Mm -hmm. do that. So sometimes uh, it's pretty simple when we look back on it. I know there's so many other factors going into these games, but yeah, you, you cannot fall behind in that big of a hole. And yeah, I would say the similar thing wide as we look ahead to next season, I would not be surprised one bit if it's Northwestern again, winning this league, mm-hmm. going to the NCAA tournament and learning from this experience. And just like Bethany, they have a ton coming back. Now the one big gun they don't have coming back. She has officially exhausted all the eligibility. I don't think there's any more hoops she can jump through to well, play another I mean, season you... somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know in this day and age, though, Ryan. So I, I'm not going to say never until She'd it's official. She'd have to official. get some I mean, medical red shirt retroactively to be able to play well, another year. <laughs> Ryan, she joined the team halfway through this season. So, I mean, Maybe I'm Maybe she's saying, got another half we, year is what you're saying? Ex- hey, <laughs> per- perhaps. Um, uh, never say never at this point. In this day and age, that's the one thing we've learned. Never say never. You don't know what's going to happen. But I agree. I think they're the favorite. The two teams that won the championships this year are the favorites going into next year. Who would have thought? Ooh, hot you know, what a, wow. what a Yeah, exactly. What it's a usually how it, usually how it works. But uh, there's going to be other teams that are capable of knocking them off. Don't get me wrong. But those are absolutely going to be the uh, two at the top of the list. When, when does the poll come out? I think it comes out in like... Early uh, October, October or something, October, or, yeah, yeah, before practice starts. Maybe later October after practice starts. When we get to that point, and it'll it'll be here before we know it. I know it doesn't seem like it, Ryan, but it will. So yeah. just bear with me. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll see Bethany at the top on the men's side. We'll see Northwestern on the top of the women's I side. I, I have no doubt. So, uh, any final thoughts from you on the women's side, or just UMAC basketball as a whole, as we get ready to sign off for the last time in twenty two twenty three? My goodness. Oh, don't get me too emotional here, Wyatt. Yeah, I mean... Not trying to. I'm excited looking ahead to next year, but it's unique because we look at last year who won it, Northwestern on the men's side, North Central on the women's. Both those teams lost massive pieces. Mm -hmm. That's not the case going into next year for our two champions this year, Wyatt. I mean, both of them are going to be probably at the top, like we're saying, for a reason. And so that's why I think you think about these even more so. Okay, can they learn from them potentially next year? So what you and I are saying right now in this first week of March, Wyatt, we can skip to late February next year because we already know what's going to happen. Put Bethany in the NCAA tournament on the men's side, Northwestern on the women's side. Let's. We don't need to play out the next season. We already know what's going to happen. No, I'm just kidding. I, I mean, for the UMAC, no. I mean, you can maybe say that about some sports, possibly, but not the not the UMAC. Are you saying for volleyball next year you can already pick the champion in the UMAC? 
That's a I wasn't. Take. I wow. wasn't saying it, but I feel take. like you're implying it now <laughs> by saying that. Um, I wasn't even referring to the UMAC maybe as a whole. We we don't have to go Ooh. down that rabbit hole. I'm just Kansas saying there is are some. Win it again. Okay. There are some things that are predetermined ahead of time, and you know, uh, get off the tracks because the freight train's coming. Type of a deal, and uh, yeah, I don't think that'll be the case. They're the favorites, but there's going to be teams that can take them out. Yeah, no, I would, uh, I'd absolutely agree. None of this is fixed. We don't know what's going to happen moving forward, but uh, there are favorites for a reason. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I mean, interesting season on the women's side, like you said, on the men's side. So very open, especially on the women's side. Man, oh man, that was uh, tough to figure out as we went along throughout the season. And yeah, going to be really fun going into next year. So uh, that's a wrap on the hoop season, Wyatt. I know now you really start to smile. We get to move in the direction of this snow maybe leaving the upper Midwest at some point, maybe in the next two, two and a half months. I mean, Wyatt, can we get to like the last stretch of baseball and the snow to finally be gone? I don't know. That's maybe a stretch. It'll happen. Yeah, you you get to go back to a sport that you played for so many years, and now you you really really hit your stride. I I need your help big time now as we make the turn. I mean, I, I feel more in my element with hoops, and now it's a it's a learning curve. So so you're gonna take the lead, and you're you're gonna carry this thing. No pressure, Ryan. We've we've done this before. Don't worry. It's not like you're going into this and have no idea what you're talking about. You watch baseball on a constant basis. I mean, you have your fair share of hot takes on the Minnesota Twins and you know what they're up to so don't act like you're some chump here it's easier to comment on the Twins than the intricacies of the UMAC though and you played against so many of these guys who are still well we're we're getting to the point where that's not the case you're trying to make me feel old now I uh, have been removed now this will be year number two so We'll see. There's going to be some that are still around because apparently you can like stay till you're 25, yep. like Stetson Bennett did at Georgia. So we have a few six-year guys. Not that you're calling it out like, anyone. But I mean, we'll get to that. We'll get into it. And I have my thoughts. There's some guys who said the UMAC wasn't good enough for them, and they're playing D1 because they're just big shots. So I mean, that, well, that's something to look forward to that we'll talk to. Look, I love, I love the UMAC. Love D3 baseball, but I would never tell anybody to not take a chance and go play D1 if they were given the opportunity. So for those yeah. that did, I applaud them. And yeah, we'll get into that during baseball season. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's just say some are doing better than others right now. But uh, anyways, with that, I got nothing else. You want to take us out one last time? You want the honors? I, I would defer to you if you want it. If you don't want it, I can come up with something. <laughs> I mean, you're the this one is that is more... production meeting. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Uh, on the air. Here's the deal. I'll let you do it because I brought us in for the last episode. Yeah, I know. Okay. I, I'm that kind of guy. I'm going to give you the chance. But uh, one last thank you from me to everybody that's listened and supported us along the way. I mean, by the time baseball wraps up once we get to that, which, by the way, we're not sure exactly when we'll hop on for that. Uh, again, we'll, we'll see. Might take a week or so off here and get things in order. And it's a long and grueling winter season. And, Ryan, this, as we mentioned, is not what we do for a living. It'd be pretty cool if it was, but uh, we gotta <laughs> we got to pay the bills other way. So uh, we, we need a, a little bit of time to just re, recoup and just get together and uh, – have a chance to just, you know, settle in a little bit. So we'll do that. We'll be back with baseball. But a big thanks to everybody that's listening and that has listened and has supported us. Uh, Can't thank you enough for that. And uh, excited to continue to grow unlike any other. So looking forward to it. Ryan, with that, any closing thoughts from you? And you can take us out. Yeah, yeah, this is tough. It's difficult, Wyatt. It's been almost a six-month journey because we started a little earlier this year and got some more preseason stuff with conversations happening with coaches, and uh, that was a lot of fun. It's been a run-up to it. 
taking place here over the last chunk of months. It's been uh, a great journey, and I uh, will be back, as you always remind me, but uh, I always forget about that once we get to this stage. But next fall, we'll be back eventually. It is the greatest sport out there, college basketball. Hope all you listening at least enjoy Division One a little bit and can maybe uh, tune into that here over the next couple of weeks. You know why, and I will be. But it's not the UMAC. It's not the same. It's not the league that is unlike any other. Lord willing, though, we will be back coming up in the fall. I echo what Wyatt said. Do appreciate all of the support from all of you, whether you have listened to five minutes of one episode or every single minute of each episode along the way. You can still let us know your thoughts about anything going on during the off season or thoughts that happened on the final weekend of the season that we just finished up here. Really anything, we're open for that at all times. The inbox is open, UAOTheUMAC at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter as well, at UAOTheUMAC. With that, we say goodbye, not forever, but for now, see you later. Lord willing, we will be back to talk about the greatest sport that there is, college basketball in a league that truly is unlike any other.